Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Baba Kama Daf Chav Zayin. We are holding on Daf Chav Vav Amad Beis. We are at Vizarak Vamar Rabba, rather Zarakli Meirosh Hagag, about 10 lines from the end of the page, second word online, V Amar Rabba. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, in honor of his wife and children, Alina Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Le Shalom, also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times, and Hatzlacha for our soldiers and for our captives. They should all come home safely, and also by Yanki Shifman for Rufo Shalema to Yaakov Yisrael Ben Sivio, who's undergoing a back procedure early this morning. And also as a Zuchos for Yaakov Kapel Bas Malka Makla, who is also undergoing surgery today. Rufo Shalema Besoch, Shar Yisrael. We thank all the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So, first thing we're going to do today is finish up as Shem Perak Ketzad Regel. And we're going to do that by discussing five different statements that Rabbah has. The first several of them are about throwing things off a roof. And what the level of Chiyav is, if someone's on the bottom, to break the thing that would have broken anyway, or to kill the thing that would have died anyway. So, the Gemara is going to talk about five different statements of Rabbah. The Gemara is one of the statements of Rabbah is going to relate to a person who puts a coal on somebody else and either kills that somebody else with the coal slowly burning through his chest or damages his clothing with the coal slowly burning up his clothing. To what extent do we say that it's on the nizik to remove a coal when someone puts it on your body? And what if that nizik is an eved? What if that nizik is a behema? So where do we put the uh, the blame and where do we put the chiyuv? And that will bring us to the end of Parakates and Aregel. Then we will begin where the first mission is going to talk about if a person leaves a kli in a Rosh Hashanah, so is someone who walks by and damages that kli for damaging it? What about someone who gets damaged from that kli? Is the person who left it there going to be chayif for leaving it there if it damages somebody else? Then the Gemara is going to talk about why it seems that in this Mishnah, as well as several other Mishnayas, the Mishnayas interchangeably use the term kad and chavis. And is there any halacha that we could derive from the interchangeability of those terms. Then the Gemara is going to discuss why it is that one is putter if he breaks a kli that was left out in Rosh Hashanah. Shouldn't we say a person has to watch where he's going? So the Gemara is going to have three explanations of uh, why even though normally a person has to watch where he's going, that in the case in our Mishnah he doesn't have to. And then the Gemara is going to have a fourth explanation which suggests that nobody ever has to watch where they're going. Then the Gemara is going to discuss the last sugya the daf is going to begin the sugya of Avid Inish Dino Lenafshei or Lo Avid Inish Dino Lenafshei is a person allowed to take the law into his own hands. You see somebody uh, taking something that belongs to you are you allowed to go and just grab it back? Are you allowed to go punch him in the face and grab it back? Are you allowed? What, to what extent is a person allowed to take the law into his own hands? You just have to let it happen and say well that's what Beisdin is for so I guess I'll uh, take him to Beisdin later on. So let's begin about, again about 10 lines from the end of the page. V if a person throws a clee off of a rooftop and therefore the clee is going to break as soon as it hits the ground someone else comes and takes a baseball bat and swings it at the clee before the clee hits the ground and he smashes it so Potter, the guy who broke it who actually broke it is Potter the reason he's Potter is by the time he broke it it was already destined to be broken so it's as 
if he broke an already broken kli. You're not going to be chayiv for breaking an already broken kli. Second statement of Rabbah, V'yamar Rabbah, Zara kli a person throws a kli off of a rooftop and it's not destined to break because it's going to land. It's going to have a soft landing on nice cushions. But a bach or vasilka and someone else came and removed those cushions. So now it's going to break. Or maybe even the guy who threw the kli themselves somehow managed to, to, uh, to, to beat the kalim down to the bottom and he removed the, uh, the, the cushions. Potter, the guy who throws it is Potter. My time, why is he Potter? After all, it's only because he threw the threw the kli off of the roof that uh, that, that that the kalim ultimately broke. And another mamasik is chayiv bein b'meizid bein b'shom bein ba'ones bein b'ratzon. So the idna deshadi psuke mafsegire because at the time that he threw the kli, the, his his arrows were no longer going to damage the kalim. Were not uh, destined to be broken, and it's as if you shot an arrow in a way that there was something blocking the. The arrow from going anywhere, and then the uh, the nezek only happened because that which was blocking was removed. That's considered to be the way Rashi learns it. That's considered to be only a grama, and therefore, even if the zorik himself removes the karmuksasos, he's potter because it's a grama benezikin. The Rashba explains that whenever you don't do a maisa on the object itself that gets damaged, it's not considered garmi. It's only considered grama. So it's the most uh, in direct form of damaging and Grama Benazikin is Pater. Tosas quotes in the name of the Rif that this is not a case of Grama, this is Garmi. Garmi is a machlokas, whether you're chayef for Garmi or not. It's somewhat indirect, but also somewhat direct. It's not at all clear. Rishonim have major debates about how do, how do we classify something as Grama, where everyone agrees that you're Pater, and how do we classify something as Garmi, where it's a machlokas. So uh, Tosas quotes from the Rif that this is Garmi, but this is Rabba Lishitaso, because Rabba on Tzadichet holds that for Garmi, you're also Pater. So Rabba holds that you're Pater in this case. Third statement of Rabba, Viyama Rabba, Zarak Tinok Miroshagag. A person in throws a baby off of a rooftop. The baby's going to die when it lands. But someone else, someone else catches the baby with a sword. So it's the sword that ultimately kills the baby, but the baby would have died anyway. So as far as who is Chayiv, is totally in the Machlokh. Because we have a price as follows. If ten people strike a single victim with uh, with ten uh, whippings or with ten uh, strikes, ten sticks, whether they all hit him at the same time, or whether uh, the mob uh, you know takes turns uh, striking this person. Kulan Peturin, they're all going to be Pater, because the Pasuk says when it comes to a Rotseach, Vi'ish Kiyake Kol Nefesh Adam, most you must. So we darshan that only if it's Kol Nefesh Adam, that you yourself, that the murderer himself killed the entire person, he's going to be Chayef. But when many people ganged up together to kill the person, no one could be said to have killed Kol Nefesh, and therefore they're all going to be Pater. That's how Rashi learns in Sanhedrin Dafayim Ches. However, Rashi, back on Davyurim Beis, explained that they're Pater because we don't know me Mehem Harago. Who among them is the one that really killed him? But there is one that actually struck the death blow. We just don't know who that one 
was. So two different ways to learn it. So either that we know that nobody was the, was the singular killer because they all contributed to the killing, or no, somebody gave that death blow. We just don't know who that person was. So they're all potter. Rabbi Yudah ben Beseira Omer, Rabbi Yudah ben says that the Chiyuv is not only on Kol Nefesh, but Adraba. We learn from the phrase Kol Nefesh that even if you only take away some of a person's Nefesh, you're going to be Chayiv. And therefore, Bazeh if they, they, they took turns hitting the guy, Ha'achron Chayiv, the last guy is going to be Chayiv, Mipnei Shekirev Misaso, because he's the one that brought him to, uh, to death. But if 10 people hit him at one time, they're all going to be Potter, even though they each took away Miktsas Nefesh, because we darsh in the words, Ve'ish Kiyake, that only one person could be Chayiv for the murder of a single individual. You can't have multiple people that murdered a single individual. That's what we darshan from the Pasuk. So, so too, when someone throws a Tinok, Merosh Agag, and someone else catches him with a sword, and therefore is the one that actually killed him, so according to the Rabbanan, they're both Pater, because neither of them was Makeh, Kol Nefesh, and according to Rabbi Ben Beseira, the second guy is going to be Chayiv, since Lamaisa, he's the one that actually killed the Tinok, and Rotzeich is Chayiv, even on Miktsas Nefesh, even when it's not Kol Nefesh. Tosos points out that this issue, this case of Zorik Asatinok and someone else catching the baby with the sword is not at all similar to someone who's Horig Asatrefa. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says that if you kill a person who's already anyway a Trefa, you're Potter because you're Gavra Katila Katal. You're killing a dead man. Well, why is that any different than the case of the baby? Someone threw the baby off the roof, the baby, Lechora, is a Gavra Katila. So shouldn't we say automatically the guy that catches him with the sword is Potter? How come in our we're saying that it's a possibility the guy that catches him with the sword is going to be Chayiv, and when it comes to killing a trefa, everyone says you're Potter. So Tal says, nah, it's not the same. The Rimigash explains why is it not the same? Because a trefa, a person who's a, who is actually a trefa, has a physical condition in his body, that his body is a dead man's body because of something that has some condition that he has that will kill him, even though right now he may be uh, dancing in a chasna, he may be walking and talking and everything else, but we know he's destined to die. Uh, but when 10 people strike a person, there was no physical thing that makes him into a trefa, and he's considered a healthy person. It's just that he's been weakened by, uh, by the strikes that he's received. So since all of his avarim are intact, and there's no reason that he's going to die, he's considered alive until he dies, until that last strike that actually kills him. So that's how the Rimigash explains the chilek. So now the Gemara brings another case of two people that kill a tinok, where it's Tully and Machlokas Tanaim. What if someone throws the Tinok off of the Rosh Hagag, but instead of another guy coming and catching him with a sword, Bashor Vikiblo Bekarnov, an ox comes and catches the, uh, the, the baby with his horns. So, uh, so the question is, is the Balashar going to be Chayev Kofar or not? So th- this whole Shaila, the, the, the Shittim Gretzis points out in the name of the Rash, is only within the Shittim of Rabbi Dibam Beseir. According to the Rabbanan, there's no Chayev because two people killed him, and a Shar is only... And and, and uh, Ashar is not going to get skila because Kamisa Sabaylam Kach Misa Sashar, and if there's no skila, there's no kofer. So the whole Shail is only within Rabbi Dibam Beseru who says that if you catch the guy with the sword, if you catch the baby with the sword, you're going to be Chayiv. So now we want to know if Ashar catches with his horns, is that Shar going to be uh, Chayiv Kofer? So the, the owner of that Shar is going to be Chayiv Kofer. So it's a machlok, 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 it's
that tells us as follows. The Torah talks about the Chiv Kofer of a Shormua that kills a person, and it says, V'nasan Pidyon Nafsho. So there's a Machlokas Tanayim, how do we assess the Kofer? The Chum hold that the May Nizik, that you pay the value of the Nizik, and that way the Mazik gets his Kapara by paying the value of the Nizik. But Rav Shom Rosh Broka Omer, to make mazik that in order for the mazik to get his kapara, he has to pay his own value. So when the tinok was thrown mirosh agag, what was the value of the tinok? Meaning, if you're going to assess by demei nizik the value of the tinok by the time the shar caught the tinok by, with, with its horns, the value of the tinok was zero because the tinok was about to die. Whereas if you assume that you paid demei mazik, so then there is something to pay. Then there is a kofar that uh, that should get paid. So that's why it's subject to that machlokas tanaim. Now, once we're mentioning these other dinim of Rabbah about things falling from uh, Rosh Hagag, the Gemara brings other issues of Rabbah relating to Rosh Hagag. Rabbah, meaning having nothing to do with uh, Nezikin necessarily. Nafal me Rosh Hagag v'nitka bi'isha, a highly uh, unimaginable case. A guy falls me Rosh Hagag, he lands on a woman, and he's boel the woman, totally by accident, just by falling off of the roof and landing on her. So chayiv bar b'dvarim, he's chayiv in uh, and if she is his Yavama, he happened to have uh, been so lucky that the woman he landed on was his deceased brother's wife, who requires Yibum anyway, so he is not it is not a valid uh, Yibum. Even though, normally uh, Yavama's Nicholas Babia, even Bishogeg, this is less than a Shogeg. So the Gemara explains, what are the uh, four Chayivim uh, that he pays? The Chayiv Barba Dvarim, I misidentified them before. Chayiv Benezek which one is missing from the list? Aval Boshes Lo. He does not pay Boshes. That halacha by Boshes is that you're only going to be Chayiv in Boshes if you have Kavana to embarrass the other person. If there's no Kavana Levayish, like this guy, he fell off the roof and he just landed that way, so he had no Kavana Levayish, therefore he's going to be Potter. Via Rabba, a final or not a, a, a penultimate statement of Rabba, if a person fell off of a roof with a ruach sheinu metsuya, a huge wind came and he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, you know, he didn't have the koach to withstand it and it blew him off of the roof. And then on his way down, he damaged someone and embarrassed someone. He has to pay for the nezik because not the mamazik is chayiv even ba'ones. We learned yesterday there's Yerushalmi that all the Rishonim quote that say an ones gomor you're going to be potter from. So Tosra Ben Parrot says this is not an ones gomor. Why not? Because what are you doing on a roof? Meaning things happen when, you, when you're on a roof, or things might happen when you're on a roof. So since you didn't have to be there in the first place, it's a regular ones. It's not an ones gamur. So uh, even though he's going to be chayv on the nezek, he's potter on the tsari poishaves and boshes. But if it was a normal wind that could be expected to come on a rooftop and it blew him off the roof and he damaged and he embarrassed someone, chayv barba dvarim. He's chayv in nezek tsari poishaves, but upater al boshes. He's potter for the but if he adjusted his body mid-air to break his fall in some way, then he's chayiv even on the boshes. Even though he wasn't trying to embarrass the other person, but he knew that uh, by adjusting in this way, it will cause boshes, but it will just protect himself a little bit more. That's kavana levayish. Because we have a brisa that says about the chayiv boshes, you know, the psukim in the Torah about the chayiv boshes are in dvarm chafei. It says, ki ish 
Ksiv that people are fighting. And uh, one of the wives comes to save her husband, Miyad Makeu, from the man who is assaulting her husband. So she goes and grabs him in a very embarrassing way. So the halacha, the Pasuk says, that we cut her hand off, which doesn't mean that. So from the fact that it says obviously it means that she grabs him so why does it have to say that you pay boshes even if your intention was to damage without having an intention to be mevayish you're only going to be part from boshes when you didn't even have intention to do uh, to do damage but if a person adjusts his body in midair he doesn't know that he's going to embarrass the other person but he knows that that's going to cause damage by, by, by trying to land on the other person to break his fall so he knows it's going to damage the other person so therefore he's going to have to pay for boshes uh, when, he, when there's intention to damage and finally Rabba says if a person places a coal on someone else's heart and the, and, and, and the person dies Potter, the guy who placed the coal there is going to be Potter because the Nerag, the victim, could have just removed it from his heart and not gotten killed. Al Bigdov Nisraf Chayev. But if you put it on someone else's beged and it burns his beged slowly and the guy didn't do anything to prevent it from burning his beged, you're still going to be Chayev. We do not assume that it's considered a Mechila by the fact that he did not remove the Gachelis from the beged because it's not a Mechila. He was just planning on taking you to Beisdin later on. Both of those dinim, both about putting the coal on the person that will that kills him, as well as putting the coal on the person's clothing, we have Mishnayas that back both of these halachos up. Alibo about putting it on his heart that ultimately kills him. We learned in the Mishnah Masech Sanhedrin Dafayin Vav that says, If a person forces his friend into a fire or into the water, and the person, uh, the victim, is not able to, to escape the fire or the water and he dies, he uh, gets burned to death or he drowns, the person is a Rotseach. So, of course, he's going to be Chayev. However, what if Potter. What if the 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 the, uh, the, the guy throws uh, his friend into uh, into the water, and the friend knows how to swim, but he just says, "You know what? Once I'm here, anyway, uh, might as well to end it right now." And he just allows himself to sink to the bottom and uh, not doesn't uh, doesn't leave the water, and he dies. So then the guy who shoved him in the water is going to be Potter. Big, so that's the case of the, uh, the where the Mishnah says clearly that if the person can avoid his own death and he chose not to avoid his own death, so the, the person, the, the, the victim is, uh, is is bears the responsibility. But big though, and the, what's the Mishnah where we learn about putting a coal on someone's beged where you're going to be chayiv even if he let it happen? because we have Mishnah later in this Masech and Davtsadi Beis. If I tell you, tear my clothing, break my, my, my vessel, so then you're going to be chayiv, even though I told you to do it, because uh, I'm not, I never told you I'm mochel you, I just told you that you could do whatever you want, just so you're going to have to pay for it later. But if I say, almanas liftar, that it's almanas, you're going to be potter from tashlumim, then, I'm, then, then potter, then the mazik is going to be potter, because the bailim is mochel and that, and that's uh, what, why you broke it in the first place, because he told you he's mochel. So, so too, when you put a gachelis on someone else's beged, the bala beged didn't remove it, because he figures he'll just be tovea you later on, he'll just make a claim against you in court uh, later on. Um, I, why is it that you could say almanas 
liftar. Uh, isn't that a violation of masal mashkas betar? Call masal mashkas betar to no batal. I mean, the halacha is that when an adam amazik, he's got to pay for damages. So when I tell you that uh, you're allowed to damage me without paying, aren't I telling you you don't have to observe the halacha? Aren't I making a tanai against the Torah? So Tosus and Kesubistaf and Vav says no. You're not saying almanas that there is no din of nizikin. You're saying almanas that I will be mochel. And when it comes to din amamnis, you're certainly allowed to be mochel. So I'm not denying that there is a din that you're obligated to pay. I am just guaranteeing you that I will be mochel that uh, the the money that you owe me as a result of that din. So by Rabbi, he niach gachelus alev avdo. What if you put a gachelus on someone else's eved kanani and the eved kanani is not tied down? He he has the ability to remove the gachelus. That's the way Rashi and Rabbi Nuchananel understand over here. Tosus and Dibra Maschali niach explains that we are talking about an eved that's tied down, uh, but the master is standing right there. And Rabbi is not sure is there a svara that the adon is not choshesh for the nezik of the eved because the mazik will just pay him just like we say by a beged because in the end of the day the eved is his mamon so do we say that we treat that like mamon like the mamon of the uh, of the master or do we say no this is a physical life and therefore we treat it like a libo so anyway mahu kugufo dummy or kamono dummy do we treat it like the goof or do we treat it like his mamon we look at the eved like the mamon of the adon and just like if you'd be sorry if his beged you're going to have to pay even though the eved could have removed the gacheles the adon doesn't lose out because of that and the guy who puts it there is going to be chayv. The Nachos Moshe just adds a little bit of biur over here to the suffix. He says the reason that meniach gachel salev adam is pater is because the meniach, meaning what is the reason that meniach gachel salev adam is pater? Is it because the meniach can say, the guy who put the gachel there could say, I really did not expect that to happen. Meaning I assumed as soon as I put the gachel there, he would say, ah, and he would th- throw it off. I didn't think he would say, ah, right, let it just burn through my chest and kill me. So I did not expect that to happen. Is that the Svara, um, the, and, and if that's the case, it, when, when you do it on Evid, you could be putter as well, because you could say that I had no expectation that, uh, that the Evid would just let it kill him, or do you say that the reason he's... Uh, Potter is because the Nizik was Poshea Biatzmo. It's the Nizik's fault. It's not about what I expected. The Nizik was Poshea by not removing it. Well, who's the Nizik over here? When you kill the Evan, that's costing the master money. So it's a question of the Dinim Mamnus toward the, toward the master. He, the master wasn't Poshea. It wasn't his responsibility to remove the Gachelis from the Evan. It was the Evan's responsibility to do so. And therefore, maybe we should say that you're going to be Chayiv. So, if you're going to say putting on an evid is like putting on a physical uh, human body. So Sharomahu, where if you put the gachelus on a shar? So is the maniach going to be chayiv in that case or not? So hadar pashta avdo kigufo sharu kimamono. In the end of the day, we paskin that an evid is like the uh, is like a regular putting it on a regular person's body and putting it on a shar is like putting it on the clothing where it's purely mamono because the shar doesn't have das to be masalik the gachelus to remove it from his body. Okay, adron alach ketzer regal nevad shem we begin perakamaniach. So says. If a person, a person places his jug, his, uh, his, his barrel in a Rishos Rabbim, someone trips on it and breaks it. So Potter, the guy who broke it does not have to pay for the barrel. If the guy that tripped on it got damaged from tripping on it, the guy who owns the barrel has to pay for the damage caused to the guy who tripped on it. Because it's like a barber Rishos Rabbim where you chayiv for any damages that your bar does. The Meiri says, 
wait a second. Didn't we learn that you're not chayiv on niskei adam in a bar? And the Chum Darshan from the Pasuk of Nafal Shama, Shor O Chamar, Shor Velo Adam, Chamar Velo Kalim. So aren't you Pater on Adam in a bar? So says Miri, yeah, that's if a person dies from falling into a bar. But in a case where a person is harmed or damaged by falling into a bar but does not die, then the guy who digs the bar is in fact chayiv to pay for niskei bar. That's what happened over here. The guy simply got damaged. So now it says Gemara, wait a second, Pasach Pekad, Vesiyem Bechavis. We started the Mishnah by saying, Hamini Akad. And then we said at the end, Balachavis is Chayiv Benisko. Who put a Chavis? I thought we were talking about a Kad. Isn't aren't those two different things? And and Utna Nami, and we also have a Mishnah later on, So where it sets up a case. Two guys are walking on the road. One of them is carrying his Chavis, and the other one is carrying a beam, and they bump into each other. And the beam breaks, the other guy's Kad. Potter, so he's going to be Potter from paying for Nazikin. Wait, because he had a, he had a right to walk with his Korah in the Rosh Hashanah. Well, Pasuk B'Chavis, Siyem B'Kad. We started over there saying that he was walking with his Chavis, and then somehow his Kad broke. Who brought a Kad to the party? It was only a Chavis. Utran Amin is the third Mishnah that we're going to have on Kuftas Vavamaralev. Zeba B'Chavis Shal Yayin Zeba B'Kadu Shal Dvash. One guy comes with his barrel of wine, and the other one comes with his jug of honey, and uh, and 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 the uh, the the barrel of Dvash, the Chavish al Dvash, which didn't exist, it was a cat of Dvash. But the Chavish al Dvash gets cracked and starts honey starts spilling all over the place, and honey is very expensive. So the guy who had wine which is cheaper than Dvash poured out his wine in order to use his barrel to catch the other guy's uh, honey. So in the Elascharo, the Balayayin is not able to be Tovea, the full value of the wine. You can only take schar as a poel who uh, who worked to catch the guy's honey. So, but uh, again, we're not de- interested in the details right now. It's just pasach pekad v'siyem bechavis. The point is that it started by talking about a kad and then it switched to a chavis. So three mishnayos where we use kad and chavis interchangeably. What is going on? So I'm Rav Papa, hainu kad, hainu chavis. That there's no difference in the lashon of Tanayim. They are totally interchangeable. They mean the same thing. Sometimes we call a small a jug a chavis and sometimes we'll call a large barrel a kad. They're totally interchangeable. L'maynaf kamina, l'mekach memkar. Why is that important to know that they're interchangeable? When it comes to mekach memkar, a guy says, oh, I'm charging $10 and I will deliver a Kad, right? Or I'll deliver a chavis. Like when people uh, say you may get something, you thought you were ordering kad, that you were ordering something tiny, and you get this giant barrel delivered to your house, or vice versa, you have no time because the term kad and chavis is like when you order things from China, right? You know, you, you, you ordered this big thing and it comes and it's uh, totally uh, the wrong size, right? So, uh, so that's so over here it's not the wrong size, it's just that that's the terminology that we use. Well, hey chidami, what exactly is the circumstance? If you're in a place where no one calls a kad a chavis and no one calls a chavis a kad hello karula no one calls it that so if you get a kad when you order a chavis and no one calls it the the wrong thing so of course you have a taina so it says most people call a small jug a jug and most people call a large barrel a barrel but a minority of people sometimes on occasion you'll find that a small jug is referred to as a chavis and a large barrel is referred to as a cat. So Saruba, I may think that we should just follow the rove. And if I ordered a cat and I was delivered a giant barrel or vice versa, 
I should have a taina because I'll pirov. That's not what I meant. So That's what we're told. When it comes to dina mamnis, we don't follow rov in dina mamnis. So the mocher kataina that I'm among the meat of people that referred to a tiny jug as a chavis and referred to it. A giant barrel as a cad. So that's all, all I intended to sell you. Tosas raises the question: Why don't we follow Rove when it comes to Dine Mamnus? After all, when it comes to Dine Nefashos, we follow Rove Hatayanim. Even by Dine Nefashos, we follow Rove. If you have a, a Sanhedrin that votes on something and it's a fifteen to eight vote, we follow the fifteen. So Kavachomeli Dine Mamnus, which is more Kal than Dine Nefashos, uh, just like we follow Rove Dayanim, we should follow Rove in Dine Mamnus. So Tosas says, No, you can't compare following Rove. Dayanim to other cases of Rove. Following the Dayanim is considered, the Miut is considered Kamisha Eno. So you can't, so, so it's not Shaykh to say that uh, we'll keep the Mamon al Cheskaso because the Bezin is Motsi the Mamon Me Cheskaso, and as a Bezin, they are a single unit. Meaning, there is a difference between Holchim Achar Harov and uh, Bittel Barov. By Dayanim, there is, it's not just Holchim Achar Harov. But the Dayanim who vote in the other direction become battle to the Dayanim who are voting in the, uh, in the who are the majority. Meaning, we don't say when you have, let's say, a basin of three and two vote chayiv and one votes pater that uh, you're chayiv because of two. No, we say a Beisdin of Gimel found you to be Chayiv, and the entire Beisdin finds you to be Chayiv. That's the Pashas, what Tosos uh, means over here. Okay, so says the Gemara now, we said in the Mishnah, So again, the first discussion about the Mishnah is now over, right? The first discussion was about when do we use the term Kad, when do we use the term Chavis? Well, Mishnahis use them interchangeably, and if you live in a society where even they're sometimes used interchangeably, you have no Taina and Dinimamlis. Next conversation. If someone comes and trips on the cad and breaks the cad, he's potter for breaking the cad. He broke your item by, by tripping on it, but he does not have to pay. So, am I potter? Shouldn't people watch where they're going? Why should he be potter if he breaks the cad? Uh, don't, don't we normally work with the assumption that so of course he should be chayiv. So, says there are three reasons why, even though normally one is chayiv uh, for breaking things by ones. When he breaks the card, he's going to be potter. So Amri Debe Rav Mishmei the Rav. Rav's answer is B'mali Rishasram Kula Chavios that the guy filled the entire path of the Rishasram with Chavios, so there was no way to get by without breaking. So you're right. Normally, if I break a card in Rishasramim, I'm going to be chayiv because I should have watched where I was going. But there was nowhere to go in this case, and therefore I'm going to be potter. Second answer: Shmuel Amar Ba'afelashanu. We're talking about where it's very dark. Uh, either the uh, most Rishonim seem to understand that it means not just nighttime. That nighttime time you still have to watch where you're going but there's an unusual darkness other Rishonim seem to assume the Pilpul Harift on the bottom of the rush says that the rush seems to assume Afela is just another way of saying Laila that as long as it's dark outside you can't tell me I should have watched where I was going there was no way to watch where I was going and Rabbi Yochanan Zavis that the Mishnah saw about a case where the Baal Chavis puts his barrel in a corner uh, on a street corner in such a way the, the, the guy who's turning from one street to the other has no warning that it's going to be there as soon as he turns the corner, it's right there, so there was no avoiding it, so even though it's true, normally a person should watch where he's going, but in this case it was impossible for him to watch uh, for him to watch where, where, where he was going so I'm going to have Papa 
That the Mishnah doesn't seem to fit Rav's explanation. Again, we have three explanations. Rav was the first one who said, The Mishnah does not seem to be talking about that case. Because if it's uh, the, if we're talking about that uh, the, the guy filled the entire pathway of Rosh Hashanah with Chavios, then it doesn't have to be that the person who damaged the Chavios tripped on them, even if he broke them purposely. Should be potter because you have no right to block off the entire Rishasarabim, making some sort of protest by blocking off the Rishasarabim. I could take my bulldozer and, uh, and go right through the, you're not allowed to block off a public thoroughfare. So I'm allowed, so, so I'd be potter in that case as well. And the mission didn't say that. The mission said, Nitkal, I'm potter. Sounds like if I be Kavana was Shover, I'd be Chayib. So it doesn't seem to fit Rav perfectly, perfectly well. No, maybe Even if I broke it, I'm going to be potter. Nitkal, why does the Mishnah give a case of Nitkal? I did divide the Mr. Seifa im Huzakba Bal Chavis Since the Seifa wants to say that if uh, the Bal uh, Chavis, if the, the Nitkal is, is harmed by it, the Bal Chavis is going to be Chayiv Benisko for the damage done to the guy who tripped. Did Dafka Nitkal, that's only in a case of Nitkal. I will shove But if I go and I see your barrel and I kick it or I smash it and I, I break my leg by kicking your barrel, you don't have to pay me for that. My time, who does Ganafshe? Because I'm the one that damaged myself. So that's why Katani Resha Nitkal. That's why the Mishnah chose the case of Nitkal, even though in the case of the Resha, if he filled up the whole Rosh with barrels, even if I break it by Kavana, I'm going to be Potter. But it chose the case of Nitkal to introduce me to the second case, so that it could parallel in the second Allah that if I get damaged by kicking it, that, uh, by tripping on it, that I'm going to be, uh, that, that you're going to be Chayiv to pay me for the damages that I incur. So now, Amrlein Rabbi Avla Ravashi, They said in Eretzral in the name of uh, Ula, an entirely, entirely different, different approach. Meaning, we ask, why is it that when uh, someone trips on uh, on the on, on, on the barrel and breaks it, why is it that he doesn't have to pay for it? After all, shouldn't he watch where he's going? So the first three answers basically said. He does need to watch where he's going. And these are unique circumstances. He filled the whole Rishos Rabbim. It was dark. It was uh, Karen Zavis. But really, you do need to watch where you're going. Now we're suggesting, Rabbi Abba says, Ravashi, no, you don't need to watch where you're going. It's Rishos Rabbim. You don't have to make any assumptions that anything's going to be out in the Rishos Rabbim. It's simply not your responsibility to watch where you're going. There's a tshuva. In the Chuvas Kene Bosem, in Chelik Alev Sim Kuflan where he discusses a person asks someone to wake him up in the morning. Uh, he said, Can I come to my room, wake me up for the early minion. And uh, the guy who was sleeping had taken off his glasses the night before and he put him down next to his bed, on the floor next to his bed. So the guy walks in to wake him up and he steps on his glasses and he damages his glasses. So he wants to know whether he's chayiv to pay for the, uh, for the glasses. So the Kene Bosem says, Well, you put something in Rosh Hashanah, someone else comes and breaks it, he's potter. And the Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Abba B'Shem Rabbi Ula, because Ein Darkum Shal B'nei Adam L'sponein B'drachin. So in the case of the glasses as well, it's Ein Darkum Shal Adam L'sponein. So the guy who stepped on the uh, Mishkafayim, the guy who stepped on the glasses, is totally potter, it's an Ones Gamur. So Rav Bloy in Pisgah Choshen says, not so poshid, because the person has uh, Rishus to put down his glasses in his own room next to his own bed. So uh, in such a case, we don't say 
in Darkum Shalbanadum Lisbonin Bedrachim. And, and furthermore, it's Dafka Bedrachim, we say it's in Darkum Lisbonin. But in a dark room where you're walking into and you don't know the, you know, the lay of the land as well, you know, it, it is the Derech Lisbonin not to trip and not to. Uh, so it's hard to, to apply that to that case. Okay, so it says the Gemara now. Havu bin Arda, there was a Maisa that happened in Arda, the of Shmuel, meaning a person tripped and he damaged as he, uh, uh, the, the thing that he tripped on. Shmuel was Machayev him to pay. And it happened in Pumadisa and Rav was Machayev the guy to pay. So Bishlam Shmuel Kishmaitai. I understand why Shmuel was Machayev because Shmuel said that the Mishnah was talking when the, when the Mishnah said <coughs> that your potter. It was talking about where it was dark in the room. But if you're going, oh, it was dark on the road. But if you're going in, in broad daylight, then in a chinami, Shmuel's going to say you're chayiv. El Rava, Lemuk Shmuel, Svirale. But why would Rava assume like Shmuel? So he says, no, no, you cannot prove that Rava holds like Shmuel. The Maisa where Rava was Machayiv was where a person put his. Kalim in a corner of the street that was right near a an olive press, and apparently it was very common for people to leave their kalim near the olive press, and therefore we have rishus to do that. That generally speaking, a person is not expected to watch to look where he's going. Maybe, but when so when when there's a particular location where people always leave things out, and they have a right to leave things out because of the nature of the way that location is used, then you do have an obligation to look where you're going, and that's why Rava was. Chayiv, the Nitkal, in that case. Now we move on to the last sugya of today's daf, and this sugya is going to take us into tomorrow's daf. A person, uh, the Chazal tell us that a person who, uh, who knees somebody and damages him in that way pays three slotim for the boshes. That's how much boshes you get for hitting someone with the knee. If you just directly kick the person, so then you're chayiv five slotim for the boshes. And if you hit him with the donkey saddle, then you pay 13 slotim for the boshes. But what if you hit the person with the handle of a shovel or the blade of a shovel? So what's the halacha then? How much do you pay for the boshes? So Shalach Rav Nachman sent back to Rav Chista. Chista, Chista, Knasa Kamavik's Bavel. What are you asking about? You live in Bavel. We don't. We're not done dine Knasos in Bavel. Or well, boshes is a Knas anyway. But Emily Kuvatov But anyway, tell me the story and then we'll see if there's anything that we could do about it. What do you mean? There's nothing you could do about it. It's a Knas. What, 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 what did he think he'd be able to do about it? So the Rashi writes, yeah, yeah, even though ain't done in the Bavel, but if the Toveya is uh, Toface, ain't Motzin Miyado. So he said, tell me what happened over here, because maybe there is something that uh, that it's important to know what, what the uh, what the proper payment would have been had we been done in Knossos. So Shalokhe, Ruvchis said, Shav Nachman, okay, here's the story. There was a bar of Mayim that belonged to two people. And they would take turns each day with a different guy, got to draw the water from the bar. That's how they split it. One of them came and started drawing water on a day that was not his turn. So Amalei, the guy said to him, the other fellow said to him, it's my day today. You know, the even days are mine, the odd days are yours, it's my day. The guy who was drawing the water didn't pay any attention, he kept on drawing the water. So the other one took the handle of a shovel and he 
attacked him with it, meaning uh, to stop him from drawing the water that uh, you know that, that 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 was his. So therefore, I want to be mevarer. How much does he have to pay for the demei boshes for hitting him with the handle of a shovel? So I'm He could hit him a hundred times with the handle of a shovel, and, and it's not a problem because the guy is stealing his water. So you could do whatever you, you need to do to stop him. And even if you hold that a person is not allowed to take the law into his own hands, and you just have to take him to Beisdin, as the loss is happening in front of you, you're allowed to stop it right by being means that once it's already done, you're not allowed to just go and steal it back or beat the guy up to take it back. Then you take him to a Beisdin. But as the loss is happening to prevent further loss, then you're allowed to be Avad Inishtin Nafshei, the Inmar. That's the Machloka Samaraim. But hey, Chodika Pseida, when there's a loss, everyone else you can take the law into, his, into your own hands to prevent further loss. Keep Ligiecha Delek Pseida, the whole Machloka is only. If there's no loss uh, that's going on right now, Rav Yudah says you cannot take the law into your own hands. Because if there's no ongoing loss, just go to a Beisdin. Why should I have to be Torah for a Beisdin if I have the ability to just take care of it right here and right now? So therefore, I'm allowed to take care of it right here and right now. I don't need to go to a Beisdin. So that's the Machloks of Avin Yishtin Nafshei. But from tomorrow, we'll get into Kashas and Rayas as to how we paskin on that uh, on that sugya everyone have a wonderful day